Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Kubelman. I'm the Senior Associate for South Asia at the Wilson Center. I'm here with Adam Weinstein, a research fellow at the Quincy Institute. So Adam recently published a, an interesting article for Lawfare in which he discussed um, what needs to be done, so to speak, what would need to be done to get uh, Pakistan to be helpful in pressuring the Taliban to get it to reduce violence, among other things. It's an interesting piece. It created a bit of a buzz. And so, Adam, I thought we could start with you just um, uh, briefly highlighting what the main argument uh, is in that article. Thanks, Michael. The article starts with two assumptions that may or may not be objectively true, but are generally accepted in the policy community, which is that uh, there should be a reduction in violence in Afghanistan and that Pakistan has leverage over the Taliban to make that happen. And then it explores what tools does Washington actually have to influence Pakistan to exert more um, leverage over the Taliban. Um, so I consider the FATF gray list. I consider uh, reassuring Pakistan over India's involvement in Afghanistan. And uh, I also consider giving Islamabad a dose of reality, so to speak, which is that delivering the Taliban to the negotiating table, if there's no reduction in, in violence, is, is a half measure at best. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting piece. And one thing that, um, you know, it made me think about is this notion of, <clears throat> of leverage and, you know, how much leverage does the Pakistan, does uh, Pakistan really have over the Taliban? And I think that <clears throat> there's a tendency perhaps on the part of folks in Washington to think that Pakistan may have more leverage over the Taliban than it really does. Whereas I think that, um, Pakistan and its public messaging suggests that um, it has no leverage when in fact it does. So I think there's a bit of a, of a disconnect there. So yeah, I guess I uh, throw it back to you. I mean, how do we gauge? I mean, can we say that Pakistan has leverage over the Taliban? <clears throat> and if so, how do we gauge that? Do we overplay it? Do we underplay it? I, th I think this is an important question to consider. Yeah, I think disconnect is the right word. It's difficult for Islamabad to say that it doesn't have leverage over the Taliban when senior members and their family um, are, are living in Quetta. And, right. and the Islamabad has never been willing to sort of leave it all on the field and, and really take action against uh, the safe haven, so to speak. But at the same time, I think Washington grossly exaggerates how much control over the Taliban Pakistan actually has. And there are some genuine concerns that the Pakistani government has. For example, they have, uh, I believe, 2 million Afghan refugees and mm -hmm. they have a large Pashtun population. And, and right or wrong, they, they seem to think that if they, if they take too coercive of a measure against the Afghan Taliban, that there will be blowback. And whether that's objectively true or not doesn't much matter because it does seem that that's the genuine perception of, of the Pakistani government. Right. No, and my sense is that, yeah, I mean, clearly Pakistan derives leverage over the Taliban by virtue of the very simple fact that the Taliban leadership continues to have a presence there in Pakistan. I think that's the, that's the constant. But, you know, there have been cases that have been uh, documented in recent years um, where Taliban members, even Taliban leaders, have indicated that they are uncomfortable about their connections to, uh, to Pakistan, that they resent having to be dependent on it. So I think the, the broader relationship between 
the Pakistani state, or should I say the security establishment and the Taliban is, is, is symbiotic, but not necessarily as symbiotic as some may suggest. Um, but anyway, you know, another thought that came to mind, you know, reading your piece and you got some feedback along these lines is that it's striking that um, we continue to have these same types of conversations about Pakistan. How can we get it to help the United States? Can it be helpful? Uh, is it uh, is it not helpful? And uh, you know, in recent days, there have been um, you know some commentaries and op-eds that are repeating the same types of things that we've heard for so long. I just there was a conversation on Twitter earlier today in which someone was saying that um, you know the only way to to achieve peace in Afghanistan is if we quote impose heavier costs on the Pakistani security establishment, which is something that we hear every now and then. I'm not sure if that would. Uh, if, if that would magically bring peace to Pakistan, I think, peace to Afghanistan. The insurgency is clearly driven by factors in Afghanistan that have nothing, nothing to do with Pakistan. But anyway, just curious if you have any final thoughts on, on that issue, the general issue of what type of policy can we have when it comes to Pakistan? Yeah, I agree with what you said there. Um, I don't think that the U.S.-Pakistan relationship should remain completely hostage to outcomes in Afghanistan. The Taliban is still an ideological group. They don't operate strictly according to realpolitik considerations. Um, and I think uh, exerting really heavy costs on uh, Pakistan uh, would undermine other uh, strategic mm -hmm. goals in the region. Right. Yeah, it's a conversation we could have all day, um, but we've got we've got to wrap. So that was Adam Weinstein with the Quincy Institute and uh, I'm Michael Kugelman uh, with the Wilson Center. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Thanks for listening.